Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind comments by celebs. And welcome to an emergency TikTok episode. Hey, Julie. God damn, I love an emergency episode. (laughs) I do too. I mean, listen, in our entire, you know, career of doing this, I think we've done a total of five. We did some for Jordan Gate. We did a James and Tati thing early on and a couple of others, but I can't believe we're doing it on TikTok, but it just feels necessary. Don't you think? And it feels right, honestly. I mean, I feel like we were born for this, if I'm being honest, but like, let's cut it. Yeah. This is what dreams are made of. Um, I want to first just really quickly outline how this is going to go down. So There are a lot of moving parts here. I totally understand how confusing it is. I think people are really not sure what's going on. So first, I'm going to do a full breakdown, just giving a little bit of background, but then really diving into all of the drama that transpired yesterday, kind of tweet by tweet, statement by statement, and some of the videos that happened today. I should also mention we're recording this around 3 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday, July 7th. So anything that happened after this, uh, we, we obviously won't have. Julie and I will then get into a discussion and then... You guys, we brought out the fucking big guns for this. Rhea from Chicks in the Office, one of our really good friends who has a podcast that we love. Definitely check it out. She's coming on. She's a TikTok connoisseur herself. We're just really going to get into it, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Julie, I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. I want to say before we start, I just, you know... I feel like this is a message that people are wanting to hear. And it's one that I want to give because if I was listening to this episode as my 25-year-old self, I would want this message of validation. And that, <laughs> is, <laughs> that is the following. I know we all have this kind of overwhelming thought of like, why do we care so much? And there's a little bit of self-judgment and a little bit of shame. And take this as your signal to just like put that aside. You want to know something? I don't know why, but we do. I have some theories we're going to examine later. I think part of it is because we feel like it's our own high school drama being relived on a much more massive scale. But you know something? 
this is interesting. And if it, it's not hurting anyone, if it, if it helps our quarantine go by a little faster, if it's a fun subject to talk about with your friends, I want you to remove any sort of shame, self, self-judgment, guilt, because let me tell you, not only do we have 40 and 50-year-old women in our emails being like, you need to help me, I can't help that I'm invested, but also E! News is posting about this. Every single outlet is posting about this. So like, we're in the mainstream now, baby, right, Julie? I mean, also, if you feel bad about yourself for caring, just take one second and remember that we're the ones actually recording this. So I think that'll make you feel a whole lot better. <laughs> I think that I'm saying that because like I'm projecting, like I need someone to validate me. So I'm validating you guys just so that we're all kind of in it together. You know, I'm validating you, Emmy. Don't worry. Thank you, Julie. I love you. Okay. You ready to do this shit? So ready. Okay. Here I go. I'm going to start with the breakdown. And let me just say, because I want to give a tiny bit of background first, and then we'll, like I said, get into the drama. But as you guys know, in the world of TikTok, which of course is one of the most widely used apps, it's addicting, it's really entertaining. There's so many different genres of content creators. But when we go from like the drama gossip side, there are really two major entities, and that is the Hype House and the Sway House. And again, I'm going to outline that as we go on. But those are, I would say, the, the two biggest. And the thing here that can get a little bit confusing and the reason that there are so many moving parts is because it's not like, you know, the vlog squad, David Dobrik's vlog squad, for example, where it's a very kind of concrete group of people. It's, this is different. These people are constantly changing. Members are leaving. Members are coming in. So even us, who I feel like are pretty well-versed on this, we get confused at times because of the revolving door natured, right? Yeah. It's not as easy to understand. It's definitely not as concrete. Right. And, you know, we could list every single member. And if we wanted to do an episode that wasn't centered around this drama, we could. But for sake of this episode, I'm only going to give you what is necessary in order to understand the situation. So the key players here, there are a lot, but the main four key players are Charlie D'Amelio, Chase Hudson, Nessa Barrett, and Josh Richards. So as most of you know, Charlie D'Amelio is the most followed person on TikTok. She has 68.8 million followers at the time we record this, which is 401 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday, July 7th. I say that timestamp because her followers increase by the millions by the day. So I'm sure by the time this comes out tomorrow, she will be at 70 or 69 at least. Her ex-boyfriend, Chase Hudson, known as Lil Huddy, he has 21.9 million followers and they dated officially from January to April of this year. They broke up very amicably and, you know, it's been, they've been kind of friendly. You know, Charlie, for example, is not an official member of the Hype House. She used to be, but her and her sister Dixie no longer are once the Hype House turned into more of a business. I think for their own careers and their own trajectory of their careers, they wanted to just be independent, yet they're still very good friends with the members of the Hype House. Chase is one of the founding members of the Hype House. Okay. The other couple or ex-couple is Nessa Barrett and Josh Richards. Nessa has 9.3 million followers and Josh has 19.5 million followers. Nessa currently does not have a house association. I will get into that more in one second. Josh is technically a member of Sway. However, him, Jaden, and Anthony physically moved out of the old Sway house into their own house. I think that that was a career move. They were getting into a little bit of trouble. I think that it was, um, you know, just to take their careers a little bit more seriously. They wanted to move residences. That being said, they're still very much in Sway. And just as a fun fact, they moved into Jason Nash from the Vlog Squad's old house. Okay. Josh and Nessa were dating from October 2019 to June 2020. 
And, you know, kind of like Charlie and Chase, they were a very public relationship. They were posting a lot of things together. And that's the thing with these TikTok couples. You don't really have to speculate too much because if they are a couple, they're going to be posting simply for the views. I mean, that's the number one thing. The, the more couple content, the better views you get. They broke up a couple of weeks ago and they posted a We Broke Up YouTube video, basically just saying, you know, we didn't want lies or rumors to be spread, but we're done. Similarly to Chase and Charlie, it was a very amicable split. Would you say that's true, Julie, so far? Yeah, definitely. I think that we haven't seen any, quote, bad splits kind of up until now, I would say. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to take you for one second through some of the other members, just because it's important to frame in order to explain the next thing that I'm going to discuss. Okay? <laughs> you following along? I'm with you. <laughs> Okay, Nick Austin is another member of the Hype House, and he is basically Lil Huddy's best friend. Keep that in the back of your mind. Thomas Petru, I don't really know how to say his last name, he's another founding member of the Hype House, and he is also Nick and Chase's best friend. So if I'm thinking of like the three guys in the Hype House that are the closest, I would probably say it's the three of them. There are a lot of other members that I'm not going to mention because they're not too pertinent to this story. But if we go to Sway for a second, Bryce Hall, he is one of the founding members of Sway. And this is very important because a couple of months ago, him and Josh Richards, as I just mentioned, Nessa's ex-boyfriend, made a diss track called Still Softish about Little Huddy. And the name comes from the fact that apparently Little Huddy was trying to get with Nessa while she and Josh were dating. And he sent out a nude and in the caption it said, Still, still Softish. Unclear whether or not that nude was sent to Nessa or to another girl, but that was kind of the story. He was obviously underage at the time. It's not something we've seen or have any interest in seeing, but that was the name for the diss track. I also want to mention that uh, YouTube video has gotten 23 million views as of this current day, and they also have been selling merch on it. It really became kind of like a phenomenon. Do you think that's accurate? Yeah, it was like the first, I don't know if it was the first, but it was like, a little TikTok inside joke that blew up into a whole thing. And I think it was the, it may have been the best way to put it is like the first thing that kind of reached mainstream in terms of TikTok drama. Yeah. Guys, as we are recording this, some news just broke, which we're going to include. Great job sending me that, Julia. And holy fuck. Okay. Next person that I need to mention is Jaden Hostler. He, like I said, still a Sway House member, but he lives, quote, off campus with Josh and Anthony. Fun fact about him, he was just signed to Travis Barker's music label, DTA Records. He's actually a really talented uh, artist. And he was dating Mads Lewis. Mads Lewis is kind of like Ness in the fact that they don't have a house affiliation, but they were known housewise by being girlfriends of Sway House members. But they are no longer dating, okay? We also have Anthony, who, like I said, is living with Jaden and Josh off campus. Then we have Griffin Johnson. He's another member of Sway. He lives in the actual Sway house and he is dating Dixie D'Amelio. They confirmed that a couple of weeks ago. Dixie is Charlie's sister. A couple of other people that are a little bit pertinent, so I just want to mention them. Keo Sire, he is a member of the Sway house and he was previously dating Olivia Ponton. They broke up kind of with really no explanation to the public a couple of weeks ago and nobody really knew anything until this scandal, which we're going to get into. And the last person that I want to mention for right now is Cynthia Parker. Cynthia also does not have a house affiliation. She actually lives in Canada, but she's dating Quentin, who is a member of Sway House. And this is very important to mention, in 2019, she dated Little Huddy before him and Charlie ever dated. 
And she kind of said that he fucked her over and that's why she appeared in Bryce and Josh's still softish diss track on Little Huddy. Do you think that's clear, Julie, if you were someone who didn't know what's going on? I think so. I think if you put it in terms of like, quote, off campus, if you're looking at his like a sorority and a fraternity type situation, it makes it a lot clearer. Right. Okay. Now that you have the basic background, if there's anybody else's name comes up that I think is important to mention, we have the entire guide here. I just don't want to confuse you with unnecessary details. Okay. So yesterday, you know, it was a fine Monday. Nothing was really happening. Next thing you fucking know, there's a storm of unfollows. I want to mention these are all on Instagram because you can't really see who's following who on TikTok. So first, Josh and Ryland both unfollow each other. I didn't mention Ryland, but he's a member of the Hype House. Josh then unfollows Thomas. Again, Thomas is the founding member of the Hype House. Bryce unfollows Nessa. Charlie unfollows Nessa. Chase unfollows Nessa. And Addison unfollowed Josh. Addison, as we know, is a TikTok star in her own right and the rumored girlfriend of Bryce Hall. She previously was a Hype House member, which if you're really new to this, you may think, okay, so her loyalty is with Chase. No, she left the Hype House also for a business decision. And I think now if I was choosing where her loyalty lies because of her relationship with Bryce, I would guess that she's more sway. I think so too. And I don't know if she has specific loyalties, honestly. No, but I think that like, if we're speaking very generally, I mean, she's on Charlie's side, her and Dixie are close friends, but like if she's choosing between hype and sway, I just think that her loyalty lies with Bryce. That's just my gut. Especially because Charlie isn't in hype anymore. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Also, I feel like it should be mentioned that like, aside from this one note about her on following, she has been like very inactive on social media recently. And, and it's like causing a lot of questions about where she is. Yeah, we, we really don't know what's going on with Addison. We, there, was, there were rumors that she was in an ambulance. I know Thomas you know, was asked about it and he kind of said, listen, that's her thing to get into. I'm not going to touch on that. I obviously don't know what's going on with her. I, I wish her well. Let me finish the unfollows and then we'll get into more details. Josh and Jaden then unfollowed Nick. Remember, Nick is Little Huddy's best friend. And Charlie unfollowed Chase. In case I didn't say it, Chase and Little Huddy are the same person. I may use them interchangeably, although I'll try not to. Charlie's unfollow of Chase was kind of like the unfollow heard around the world, if I'm going to use a really dramatic term, because Charlie, throughout all of this, throughout their breakup, throughout the rumors about him, throughout the diss track, has really tried to remove herself as much from the drama as possible. And so her unfollowing him, to me, signaled like she's not fucking around, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Also, like, not to use this word, but Charlie isn't, quote, petty like that. Like, I don't think she went unfollow unless somebody gave her a very specific reason to. So I think that's what we saw here. Right. So at this point, when we see the unfollows, nobody knows what happens. All we know is that there's an unfollow. Okay. Charlie then Instagrams a picture of herself and she makes the caption, your loss. Nessa then deletes all of her videos filmed at the Hype House. Okay. I also want to mention just as another note to validate your interest in this, last night, both Charlie and hashtag little Huddy is over party were trending on Twitter. So clearly this has made its way into serious mainstream. And before we get into this, because I do think some of this stuff is fucked up in case I didn't make it abundantly clear. I just want to say, yes, I am invested. Both of us, we are invested to our cores. That being said, these are kids. I recognize some of them, you know, 18, 19, for the most part, these are children or very young adults. And like, no matter what they did in terms of who cheated on who, it's really scary, I would imagine, when the entire world is coming at you. So like, I just want to make sure it's on record that like, we are not for the cancel culture that is associated a lot of times with this stuff. And 
even when someone did something really wrong, the negativity and like the anger that they're met with from fans that don't even know the parties, I just think it's really not okay. And so like, let's just make sure we make note of that, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important. Okay. So first tweet that kind of sets it off, Jaden. Remember, Jaden is a former member of Sway, till, still technically Sway, and was dating Nats. He tweets, I don't, things for att- I don't do things for attention, so get out of here. I simply just did not want to see fake-ass people's faces anymore, hence the unfollowing. I'm sure other people felt a similar way. Josh comes out. Sometimes you need to cut out the fake people in your life. You give them fucking second chances and they go behind your back and try and fuck with you again. Biggest advice I have for you all, learn who's real. Wish everyone the best and hope they all succeed. Taylor Holder, who I didn't previously mention, but he is a new member of the Hype House. However, he's really good friends with the Sway members. Tweets, please don't act like my homie when I see you. Bryce then tweets, what's up with kids thinking with their dicks instead of their brains nowadays? So at this point, everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? Nobody knows anything. We assume it has to do with Chase. Really unsure. Chase then tweets, all of this drama going on is because I kissed Nessa when we were both single. Let me just clarify. There's a lot of ambiguity in that tweet because it could mean two things. It could mean in the last three weeks when after Josh and Nessa broke up, or it could mean previously before either of them ever started dating, before Charlie and Chase started dating and before Josh and Nessa started dating. Okay. After that, Anthony, who, like I said, is a member of, quote, off-campus way, tweets like, kissed with like the upper and lowercase letters, basically saying, you did more than kiss. Charlie then tweets, retweets, and says, then you shouldn't have come to my house after without telling me. That was like fucking mic drop, no? Oh my God. That one, that took it from like, okay, there's some drama going on to like, okay, we understand where the issue is really coming from. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Bryce then retweets Chase's tweet and says, you're an idiot, kid. Stay softish. Jaden then comes out and says, boy, you need to one, stop lying and giving half the truth to make yourself look better. And two, when we pulled up and confronted you in person, you didn't say shit except you were wrong. Sit down and be quiet on social media if you aren't going to talk in person. Now is when the fucking, like, this is when shit hits the fan in a way that none of us were prepared for. Julie, is that a true statement? I never saw this coming. You guys ready for this? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Why do we care so much? Okay. Chase tweets. Since all my drama has to be put on the internet for the world to judge me, let's lay out everyone else's. Anthony got with Cynthia a week after we broke up on tour. Remember, Cynthia and Chase dated. Jaden actively tried to hook up with Dixie at our house on the 4th of July in front of me while she was dating Griffin. Griffin cheated on Dixie with Taylor's ex, Kaylin, and Bryce's ex, Elle. Jaden and Josh cheated endless amounts of times on Mads and Nessa for the past few months. Keo cheated on Olivia. The only person who has a right to be upset with me is Charlie, and I'm sorry I hurt her. We broke up and I messed up by kissing Nessa. I'm not sorry to Josh. We are not boys, and we haven't been boys since he lied to Charlie, saying I had an STD six months ago, trying to get her to stop seeing me. I'm not going to let these hypocrites try and ruin my life without their lives being put on the internet, too. First of all, holy fuck. (laughs) Like, holy fuck. In all okay. of my years of celebrity drama, <laughs> quote celebrity in this case, no one has ever then released a list of like everything else that's happened that's not even associated with the single situation. Yeah, I mean, that's why this stuff is so crazy. And if I didn't say that at the beginning, like that, I think that's one of the reasons that we're so interested in all of this. Cause like these are, this is basically high school drama that's playing out on the internet for millions and millions of people to see, which is why I will say till the day I die, if they don't do a Laguna Beach style reality show about this they are really missing the boat here people would be 
fascinated, don't you think? Yeah, I do. But I also think that part of the beauty or part of the intrigue of the situation is that it's not playing out on TV. It's playing out in real time. And that's yeah. what's so crazy about it. And that mm-hmm. is how it happens in real life. Like it, it gave me a very nostalgic feeling of like being in my own house, like getting information from like multiple different sources when something's going on in your friend group and you don't know exactly what's going on. You're getting so much different information from so many different people and you're kind of sitting alone trying to piece it together. Like you feel very in the middle of it. Like you're a part of this friend group, even though it has nothing to do with you. And this tweet by Lil Huddy was so crazy because there were so many names there that didn't need to be mentioned. It was just pulling more people into the drama. Yeah, it was just like, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. Right. Okay. That's crazy. Then Dixie, who, as we know, is Charlie's older sister and dating a member of this White House, retweets it and says, you're wild. Stop playing the victim and worry about yourself. Then in the fuckest biggest mic drop of the century, Charlie comes out of left field and retweets it. Stop deflecting your actions onto others because you can't take responsibility, Chase. Want me to talk about how you treated me throughout our relationship or do you just want to continue to play the victim? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. I kind of do want you to continue. (laughs) Yeah, to me, I'm like, please continue. Although, you know, Charlie, I should mention, while this is happening, right after these tweets were posted, she did a live on her Instagram. And she was getting ready. She was doing her makeup in order to go out. At the time that I was watching, she had 209,000 viewers. Like, just to put that in perspective, that is massive. Miley Cyrus, the Jonas Brothers, you name any like quote massive celebrity, they are not getting nearly as much as that. That is a huge amount of views. And it just goes to show like the level of intrigue that I think so many people, both young and old, have for some reason with her and and the drama surrounding her, you know? Yeah, I think the only other person I can think of that gets views that high on their lives is Cardi. Yeah, and um DJ uh DJ D Nice, is that his name? Yeah. Who does the yeah. Okay. Now we need to address some of the specific points from the from his tweet and from his list of accusations because they're really important and they're telling in order to explain the rest of the drama. So remember Olivia Ponton, who was Keo's ex, Keo's a member of the Sway House. When they broke up, it was like really out of left field. Nobody had any idea. She retweets Little Huddy's tweet and in it, he alleged that Keo was cheating on her and said, regarding my situation, thank you. There's two sides to every story. Keo then retweets his tweet and goes, where the fuck did this come from? Because he's like, I didn't cheat. Like, where are you making this accusation? Keo then tweets, this just made a lot of things make sense. No wonder the breakup was so out of the blue. Someone says some shit about me and you choose to believe it. Which like- That's crazy. That's crazy. And I have a lot of thoughts on that. I just want to get through this before we discuss. Anthony then, as we know, not only is Anthony dating Avani, um, Anthony is a off-campus Sway House member and in- Little Huddy's, you know, stream of accusations, he alleged that Anthony hooked up with Cynthia right after Huddy and Cynthia broke up. Anthony and just Anthony tweets, lied there, by the way. I don't know if that tweet's in there, but Anthony said never got with Cynthia, bro. Yeah, Anthony denied that tweet. And then he said, also, Josh and Jaden never cheated. I lived in the house with them and never even seen them touch another girl. This is when it gets so meta. Not all, so he tweets that, right? Then TikTok room, which is kind of like the shade room of TikTok, posts that on their Instagram. Kellyanne, who is Taylor Holder's old roommate and not really sure if she's fully living in the hype house, but she's involved in all of this. She comments and says, that's false. Jaden asked if I wanted to fuck him while he was with Mads. Uh, <laughs> if you know Jaden and Mads, that was the, for me, for me, that was the craziest revelation of all of this. 
that was a fucking like knife in the heart and then turning it because I don't know, Jaden, there's just something about Jaden that I think people really like. He's, he seems to be sweet. He's actually talented. He has real musical talent. He kind of seems wants to stay out of it, wants to be unproblematic. So that was kind of surprising. Although I always got the vibe that she was more into it than he was, but that's a separate conversation. Yeah. That's okay. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Cynthia Parker, again, Huddy's ex currently dating a Sway House member tweets during our relationship. All I wanted was for Chase to own up to his own mistakes and issues. This is so private and unnecessary. Instead of throwing everyone else under the bus, own up to your own shit. Somehow you've dated two minors that are still more mature than you've ever been. Because at the time, I think it's, we can mention when they first started dating, um, Charlie was 15, about to be 16, and Chase was 17. And right? I think Cynthia's 15 also. Cynthia's 15 also. She's dating Quentin, who's 16, just yeah. in case anyone's curious about the ages here. Then the Sway House boys, which again, that's Jaden, that's Bryce, that's Griffin, tweeted and posted Insta stories saying that they were on their way to the Hype House to confront Chase about everything. So we see you know, a picture of them in the car. We're like, holy fuck. After Jaden tweets, we talked, no fighting, it's settled. I was heated as F, but now I'm calm because talking can resolve everything. It's over. Then he goes, you guys are all just evil wanting to see a fight. I just wanted it handled. Y'all chill, it's over now. Sorry to disappoint, but things can be handled maturely and still see results. Nick then tweets, again, Nick is Chase's best friend. Everything is good, love you all. So I wanna, there's two other things that I wanna mention um, before I get into some more recent updates, which is, Jaden's tweet saying, you know, we talked, we figured it all out. A fan account retweeted that and wrote, interesting, hmm, wonder why it settled if Chase lied. Maybe because Chase is actually so much dirt on everyone who has been exposing him for six months and was always the bigger person, never opening his mouth until he was pushed to the limit. The only reason we're mentioning that fan's tweet is because Chase's mom liked that one, which kind of reminiscent of Selena Gomez's mom going to the comments and liking them. There's just something interesting about when a parent gets involved, you know? Well, the parents were involved this whole time, which is interesting, but not in like a normal parental role. Like you saw like um, Heidi D'Amelio post an Insta story with like a frowny face. You saw other people's parents liking tweets. Like they were, they were involved, but involved in a way that was very similar to the way their kids were involved, but more of a backseat. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, another really interesting thing about this, this kind of generation of TikTokers. For some of them, we never really see their parents, but for others, like with Charlie and with Dixie, their parents are really involved. Same with Addison. You know, she lives with her parents and they have their own social media presences themselves. So it is interesting when this stuff happens to see their drama. And what I want to mention is literally as we just started recording this, people article, TikTok's Nessa Barrett denounces slut shaming amid Charlie D'Amelio and Chase Hudson drama. Quote, yes, Chase kissed me and nothing else happened after that, she tells people. Because like, everyone was waiting for her to speak up too. Yeah. I mean, oh, hold on. Do you think that we covered all of the details, at least that we know of right now, before the videos and stuff, just tweets wise? Yeah, I think that's that's everything that I think everyone was sifting through last night and trying to piece together. And I think that that is as recent of an update that we really have in terms of what went down last night. Right. So- this is important to note, two things. Pretty much all of these members of the Hype House and Sway House, not everyone, but most of them, have their own YouTube channels and they vlog and some of them do different videos. But the two that I want to mention specifically are Josh and Thomas. So like I said, Thomas is one of the founding members of the Hype House and he does you know, weekly or I don't know, bi-weekly vlogs. And his last vlog was 
is Nessa, will Nessa join the hype house? And in it, you know, he had a little footage of Nessa and that was kind of what he was alluding to that may be happening. He then sets the premiere for today's vlog at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today with the title of it, Nevermind. And at the end, he basically, he didn't really address it that much, but at the end he came on and he was like, listen, it's not my drama to share. I'm not really involved. Um, I don't want to speak on it, but no, Nessa is not joining the hype house. And we honestly got in basically two of, we got in above our head and no one's joining. We want to just keep it as the original crew for right now and not add it anyone else. Because as you know, they recently last month moved into Justin Bieber's old mansion. It's a huge house. They're paying a lot of money and I think they just wanted to slow down. They got a little bit, a little bit ahead of ourselves, understandably so. I mean, when you're teenagers with millions of dollars and all of the kind of resources in the world, you kind of go crazy. So like, I get it, but I think that that was the right decision, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that I I think that that's the issue with being so young and doing this is that there's very little guidance and there's very little rationale and not, I'm I'm not saying that things usually get out of hand or that they're doing stupid things and making dumb business decisions. I just think that it, sometimes you just need to check yourself. Totally, totally. And then this is what everybody was really waiting for. So I think it's weekly. Sometimes it's every couple of weeks. There doesn't seem to be that much of a pattern, but Josh Richards does this thing called Tea Talk on YouTube. And he uploads these like, you know, under 10 minute videos with other members. It's literally just him sitting on a couch with other members of the Sway House and talking about the drama going on in the TikTok world that week. Sometimes it involves them, sometimes it doesn't. And like, I think what he started here, while it's pretty much like the lowest hanging fruit because they're literally just talking about the drama, it's what everybody wants. If, if you're a teenager, if you're like a 17 year old kid following this stuff, or if you're myself, 25 years old, like you enjoy this. There's just something about it that the people talking about the drama in a very raw way is kind of exciting. And I was expecting him specifically because he's the one that wrote the still softish diss track or came out with it. You know, I was expecting him to go off on little Huddy because like we know he dated Nessa. It was a total slap in the face, but he basically said, you know what? I don't want to d- devote too much energy to it, but like when people show you their true colors, believe them. And like, I'm kind of over it. He was like, you know, I, it's really hard in LA to find your real friends. And clearly these guys just aren't that. Um, and I also want to mention that I think people were really confused about Nick Austin's involvement. Nick is Chase's best friend saying like, did he hook up with Mads, Jaden's ex? Or was it just that he was covering for Little Huddy? We don't really know, but the general consensus that I'm getting is that it was more so he was in on it and didn't say anything, which like, I don't know if he can be blamed for because Chase is his number one. So there's that like guy code there. Um, But that was the most recent update as of today. Am I missing anything? The only thing I think we're missing is the video of them like quote fighting outside. Oh, you want to explain this? Well, (laughs) I'm still a little confused about it. But this morning we woke up to a video that was taken by what was it? Hollywood Life. I think so. And posted on the TikTok room account. And it was basically like last night when the Sway House boys said they were going over to Hype House to kind of deal with it. Everyone knew that they were going. So what ended up happening was all of these fans and all these quote paparazzi showed up at the house too to see what was going to go down. And in this video, they all come outside and they're like kind of playing around like they're going to fight. And then who's in the video that does this? The Tony, Tony and Blake Gray. Yeah, I think it's Tony Lopez and Blake Gray like quote square up to fight and then do like a uh, rock paper scissor thing as a joke. And then afterwards everyone was like, is this 
Like, was this whole thing fake this whole time? Like, were we watching this unfold only to, like, be pranked once we got to the house? I think what happened was they dealt with their shit inside, and then because they knew so many people were outside, they wanted to give them, like, a little show, so they did that for them. Because this really didn't involve Blake Ray or Tony Lopez at all. Let me tell you a little something. When we woke up this morning and thought that it may potentially be fake after we had just announced that we were doing an emergency episode, after we have spent the last couple of hours on this, like, you know, white on motherfucking rice. We were livid. I texted, I texted Rhea. She's like, if this is true, I'm quitting the internet. Like if this was a joke, we were fuming, but truly to God, my gut is telling me that it wasn't a joke. I think they may have handled it. And I honestly think for like people's mental health sake and, and cancel culture and whatever it was, they ended it. But like Josh wasn't kidding. Nessa wasn't kidding. She literally just made a statement to people. Charlie wasn't kidding. I think this is all exactly what happened. I mean, who knows if they did more than kiss? Like, I'm not even speculating as to that, but I'm just saying, I really do think that the upset was genuine. Yeah, I think the situation itself definitely happened. I guess it's possible that things were blown up in the process of trying to like make it bigger than it was maybe, but I think the situation itself 100% happened. Yeah, I mean, I in the beginning, I was a little bit confused, but then I was thinking like, what would have, what would be the benefit of making this all up? Because even temporarily, that's like a life kind of, when you're 17, no matter who you are, actually, when the entire world is coming at you, I would imagine that's really scary. But when you are a 17 year old kid trying to figure it out and you know, you guys remember yourselves at 17, like you already have so many insecurities of yourself. And then for everybody to come at you, I don't think anybody would put themselves through that voluntarily just for fun. I just don't see it happening. No, I don't think so either. And I think that you know, high school drama, which is kind of what this is. I know some people are a little bit older than high school. I know some people are a little bit maybe no, I think they're all around the same age, but some are a little bit older. And I know they're not in a physical high school, but that's what this drama is. It's it's sim- it's very similar to that. And I think that, you know, when you're in high school and something happens, it really, it seems like the end of the world at the time, right? Like, it seems like everybody's talking about you. The whole high school knows about you. Like, it seems like your world is kind of crumbling down just in that moment. And I'm not saying that everyone involved in this situation had that same reaction, but I can imagine that in a situation where your high school is all coming at you and you feel like everyone knows to actually know for a fact that millions and millions of people are talking about you and watching your situation. I have to imagine it feels magnified from what it would be like in high school. Oh my God. Like to it, to it. And the other aspect of this that I think is really, we don't see it as much personally because you know, we're not like in deep in these fan pages, but you have to understand that so much of these people's audience are really young. Like I'm talking, you know, 13, 14 year old, and they are at the prime age to like blow this up even more. So it's not like the, for the most part, it's not like the active spectators. Cause I wouldn't consider us active spectators. We're, we're spectators, but we're not commenting. We're not getting ourselves involved. I mean, yes, we're doing an explainer episode because that's because literally 40 year old moms are curious what's going on. Like the people that are really getting involved are young and they don't hold back. And I think it's really, really aggressive and it's just scary. Like, I know this all kind of started as a joke and the, yes, in the scheme of things, these kids have it really great. Like they are living in these mansions, you know, creating content with their friends, but it's still scary. Like I just, I was for a little, for a second, I was like, I don't like Chase. I actually think he seems like a total dick, but like, can we just chill for one second? You know? Yeah. I mean, listen, if there is one thing we know to be true in this whole world, it's that teenagers make mistakes. Like that's it. And every single person involved in this situation 
is not innocent in some way or some capacity. They have made mistakes themselves. They will continue to make mistakes. Whether those mistakes are serious or if they only affect the people involved in that situation, it's kind of not for us to decide. But when you take a situation like this where it's kind of happening in a bubble and then you expose it to the world, it seems like all of these little problems that you're so used to being like in your friend group issues or whatever, like seem so much bigger than they are. Because when you really break down what happened, it's a very familiar situation, but we're just not used to familiar situations like that happening in front of a worldwide audience. Totally, totally. Especially we make this comparison. I have two things to say. Number one, we make this comparison all the time, the way that like A-list celebrities handle things versus the way that reality stars handle things. And that's not any sort of like shade towards reality stars. As a viewer, I actually prefer it far more because we get so much out of it. But like, you know, if, uh, I'm just going to use the example of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, but I need to choose like a younger couple. If Scarlett Johansson and Colin Joss, is it Joss or Jost? I never know. Jost. If Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost get into a fight, they're not airing their, you know, shit on Twitter, right? Like that's, that's just not happening. Even if Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, but if, you know, I don't know, Vinny, Vinny and, and Wow or whoever gets into a fight, we're going to see it all play out. So it's a lot more fun. And this is just amplified because they're not reality stars. They're actually more so than reality stars. In my version, like this is more reality than reality television, you know? Right. Because it's actually, yeah, none of this is scripted because even when you're on a reality show, there has to be a certain amount where like a producer throwing in a plot line to make things interesting. This is kind of like their job isn't to have drama. Their job is to just make these 15 second or 60 second videos on TikTok. And sometimes that's all they need to do. They could put up a dance and that's it. But what happens as a result of that is the drama. So it's not the main plot line, it's the side plot line. So no one's throwing that in. So it makes them more like interesting or makes them bigger. It just kind of happens as a result. And I think they've kind of all realized now that this is just part of the process. And I think that the decision to make it public and the decision to post on Twitter is just knowing that they have these fans that have gotten invested in it. And therefore they are going to put that out because they know it's what people want. Mm-hmm. No, you're such a double-edged sword. Yeah. I mean, you have to, it's, it's cause on one hand you want to play to your audience, like, right? Like these are the people that are invested in your lives for most of these people. I'm not saying they're not creative, but like with the exception of Jaden and, you know, Charlie's dancing, like they, they don't have, um, your traditional talent. They are just like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like they, their talent in a lot of ways, if you're looking like a guy like Josh Richards, yes, he's a good content creator, but people are flocking to them because they're interested in just their lives. So it's almost like they owe it to their audience to kind of be transparent. And I think that's why Josh does these like tea talk type situations because he knows that that's what people want to see. Right. And in this particular situation, because it involves Charlie, I think that's something that we've noticed, not just on TikTok, just kind of the whole internet is this very innate need to protect Charlie because she's so young and because she's blown up so much in the industry and because, you know, all times it's eyes on her and she is one of those people who is genuinely so unproblematic and so young and everyone kind of has this concern about what is being in the industry so young going to do to her and being so famous at such a young age without ever really wanting it to happen. And I think that what ends up happening is that people feel really protective over her. And I think that the Sway House boys, even if even if Charlie was Hype House, I think the Sway House boys feel protective over her. I think everybody kind of does. I think it's a very big brother situation. Totally. But, and I think that even goes further because I was thinking the same thing. I think everybody, Sway House, Hype House, whatever, like 
fuck with whoever you want. Don't fuck with Charlie. Not only is she the youngest, she's also just, just really seems like just like a kind, sweet soul. And also, you know, even for the people, like, I want to acknowledge that I recognize not everyone here probably has the purest intention. So some people probably just view her as the fact that like she's clout and she's relevancy. So keeping a good relationship with her is so important to them. I think on a moral level, but also to some of them, probably honestly on like a transactional level for career wise, because, you know, you want her in your TikToks, stupid shit like that, but that's just the reality of the situation. And I think it's not only the protectiveness of the people that know her, there's this like real sense of the world in a lot of ways, kind of like having this protection over her. And I felt that way. Like, I don't, I've never met this girl in my entire life, but I was kind of like, don't fuck with Charlie. You just don't do it. You know what I mean? Right. And I've seen so many people way prior to this situation. I mean, during this, Tana put out a video and was like, do not mess with Charlie. Like she's so pure. I have seen so many people put out videos just like, just so you know, if you're coming to my page, don't say anything negative about Charlie. She's never done anything to deserve it. And I want to protect her. And I think that a lot of that comes from we are a generation that saw what happened to our quote child stars. And I think that we feel as part of consumers and people actively engaging with the content that we kind of owe it to her and owe it to these content creators to not let what happened to the younger stars that we grew up with have the same things happen to them. I totally, totally, totally agree. And just to make like a clarification, because that can be true and it is. And also we can recognize the fact that like, I'm not using Charlie in his example because she's just really like a, a little angel, I feel like. But I totally get that a lot of these people are problematic and are fucked up and have done, you know, don't quote deserve it. And like, I think what, what really scares me, not for myself, because listen, we're interested in this drama, but it's not like we're looking up to these people. But for some of their young, impressionable fans, like they really put these people on a pedestal. And it scares me because a lot of these times the success was overnight. And you know, they, they peep, these young kids, I think, are putting a lot of faith in these creators and they haven't done anything to prove their morals yet. So they, I just, it, it just scares me a little. Cause on one hand, it's like, of course you want it. They, we want to protect them at all costs at the same time. Like we can't, I, I just think there's a real fear with kind of like, uh, putting these people on such a pedestal, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think, well, th- that's the other thing with putting people on a pedestal is that, you know, everyone for the most part, like kind of uses TikTok in a very similar way. Like you kind of have different groups of how to use TikTok, whether it's dancing, whether it's skits, whether it's comedy, whether it's, you know, voiceover things, whatever, like whether you're in high school or whether you're, you know, a content creator, whatever, you're using TikTok in a very similar way as somebody else's. So I think that when you and your friends are posting dance videos and you're seeing Charlie and her friends post dance videos, it's, it's, like you're, you're doing the same thing as them. And I think there are very few celebrities where you can point to and say like, it's funny, my content's the exact same as yours. So I feel really connected to you. It's all through the same app, but you're famous. And, but we continue to use the same app, right? Like it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. It's not totally. like, it's not like you're acting on TV and then like you have a high school fan that's also acting on TV. Like it, it's, it's a whole different platform on TikTok. And I think that, people obviously are going to emulate the behaviors they see. And also, I think that when you're at this age, the idea of fame is only appealing. Like you don't see the bad sides of fame because you're seeing, you know, Charlie D'Amelio, the 16-year-old girl from Connecticut, blow up and get so big and so much recognition. And you're like, oh my God, I want that too. You don't really think about like what negatives are going to come from that. So I think that 
people are constantly trying to emulate the behavior they see in order to become the next quote, Charlie D'Amelio. And that's when things get a little dangerous. And that's when the truth of the situations, like these kinds of like sway house versus hype house things are important to watch because you can see that like, okay, maybe fame isn't all it's cracked up to be because I would never want my drama to be as public as this is, or I would never want people pulling up to my house at midnight to watch me confront somebody that kissed my girlfriend. Oh my God. Literally. That, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Every time something like this happens, it just reaffirms our decision to literally never be famous. It's my worst nightmare. Right. But my worst we were also old enough to say like, like we were old enough to understand cause and effects and right and wrong and the bad sides of things. Most teenagers, especially the ones that have gotten big from TikTok and the ones that we know never really had the chance to sit down and be like, do I actually want this? They kind of just ended up in it. And what's so unique is that it's, and we say this a lot, but it's so true. If you are not on TikTok, you, you don't fully understand this, but if you are, you do like the term overnight fame was literally made in my book. Like, I can't believe it came before TikTok was a thing because you've never seen overnight fame the way that you can on TikTok. You can go to sleep with your video having zero views and wake up with 10 million views like it's nothing. All of these content creators we're talking about got their followings. And by followings, I mean tens of millions of followers in the course of months. So you don't really have that time to process it. Like not only are a lot of them not old enough to actually take the time, they physically don't have it. You have a good video, you're in with another creator and you just blow up. And next thing you know, you have this real group of people that are following you and wanting to hear your every move and like trusting your word. And I think it's a lot of responsibility that not everybody is prepared for some because they're just not there yet. And some because they're just shitty people, you know? Right. Exactly. And you know, Jaden tweeting out saying that like, there was no fight. There's no reason to fight. Things can be solved with words seems so minor in the moment. But like, if you're a teenager watching this go down the whole concept of like things can be solved with words is a huge thing to put out to your fans. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I thought it was a little like, <laughs> okay, so you want to just like ruin this kid's life in a second and then whatever, but fine. I, I, I get that in the heat of the moment and I also get the transparency thing we were talking about. So I think relatively speaking, you know, they handled it as best as it could. Um, I kind of feel like, do you want to pause this conversation so that when Rhea comes on, we can pick her ranks? I could talk about this for I don't know, what, 10 hours? Yeah, I'm so down to do that. Yeah, okay. Okay, we love you guys. We were, I'm sure after we edit this all, we will cut to our conversation with Rhea and we will catch you guys after. We love you. Thank you for caring about this as much as we do. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. 
So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics Mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay, you guys, we are here with Rhea from Barstool's Chicks in the Office and the group chat on Snapchat. She's here to help us break it all down. Hello. Hello, my loves. I am so thrilled to be on here to be the TikTok expert that's been called in, ready to just discuss all of the takes. We're so happy to. Yeah. I mean, let's tell everyone how this happened. Basically, you and I are like frantically sending each other the posts and the tweets last night at like 2 a.m. You're like, I need to go to sleep. And you're like, I physically can't. Emma, Emma, can I just say that, number one, I need to talk about your voice notes because whenever... (laughs) I know that it gets talked about a lot probably on this show, but whenever you send me a a voice note, I get chills down my spine. I'm like, this is the best day ever. I was actually driving back from Massachusetts with my boyfriend yesterday when we first started talking about all the TikTok drama and you had sent me a voice note and I had to shut off the music. And I was like, wait, Emma from Comments by Celebs sent me a voice note and she has the most soothing voice ever. So we need to listen. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. I love you. I I love you so much. Literally, my long lost. We are just, I don't know. We always say this. We're like connected for somehow. We are, Mm -hmm. we both feel so lucky to know you and Fran. We just love you guys so much. Seriously. And we love you guys. We actually just gave you another shout out on our podcast that we just recorded um, because we love doing that. You guys, you guys just give us like content to talk about from your Instagram and just you two in general as people are just amazing and you smoke weed and I love that. (laughs) A lot of love all around. I feel like we actually were talking about this, so I should say it. We wanted to say this anyway, so I may as well say it while you're here. Like we sometimes get DMs of people kind of, I don't know, not pinning us against each other because I know we're both pop culture shows led by women in their 20s, but like we are very good friends and all we want for each other is all the success in the world. So like take this one as a sign for anybody who feels that way. Like we fucking love each other and we want each other to thrive. Right. Absolutely. And listen to both shows, get all of the tea, get all of the takes because we do the same thing, but we all have our own thoughts and we're all killing it. So yes, totally, totally, totally. Okay. So let me, let me ask you something. Okay. Now that the dust has settled a little bit and we kind of know what's going on, we at least have a little bit of the facts of the situation. What is your initial thought? Like, tell me your general emotion about this situation. Okay, so here I'm just going to lay it all down for you. 
I think that Charlie D'Amelio is an absolute mature queen. Like she's 16 years old and whenever she talks on camera, whatever she's doing, I'm just like, this girl is so mature for her age and I respect her so much. And I respect the D'Amelios actually so much because when you look into it and you look at um, Mark and Heidi, their parents and Dixie, you see that they have been working for this ever since they were little. Like they were destined to be stars. You see videos of them dancing and singing when they were younger. And I just support them so much because I always love seeing just young people thrive and do well. And, you know, even though people will be like, oh, she's just dancing. Like, why does she have so many followers? Well, she's clearly captivating those millions of followers, whether it's just dancing, whatever it is, she's doing something right. So I stand Charlie. I'm, I'm totally team Charlie D'Amelio. When it comes to Lil Huddy, I never knew that people genuinely really loved Lil Huddy. I always thought he was just like the butt of the joke until I went to Lil Huddy's page and started reading his comments and all of these girls being like, ah, Lil Huddy, I want to suck your dick. And I'm like, what am I reading? Like, what, what am I reading about? Like, who is this man? You know, I'm more of a sway boy house myself. Um, like Emma, we talk about this, like we are team totally. sway boys. But okay. I, I just never really fucked with Lil Huddy that much. So whenever I would see Charlie and Lil Huddy dating and this, that, the other thing, I didn't really know much about Lil Huddy. I only knew about Charlie until we found out about the drama a few months ago where there were rumors about Lil Huddy and Nessa. And it, right then and there, I knew something was up. So even though Lil Huddy Yes, he fucked up and he shouldn't have cheated on Charlie 100% down with Lil Huddy. The stuff that he was saying about all of the other members of the houses, you know, they're, they're all commenting like, this isn't true. We're coming to confront you. Do we really believe that it's not all true and that all of these boys are so innocent? Because, you know, Lil Huddy fucked up, but I think that these other kids have skeletons in their closet as well. Right. <laughs> First of all, I love a hot take. I agree so strongly with everything you just said. And this, I know it's a small, like minor detail in the scheme of things, but this tweet, which I know I read it in our previous segment, but I need to talk about it with you because this was very indicative to me. When Anthony responded to his tweet and he said, also Josh and Jada never cheated. I lived in a house with them and never even seen them touch another girl. And, and TikTok room posted that. Kellyanne, who as we know is like Taylor Holder's best friend, kind of hype house member commented and said, that's false. Jaden asked if I wanted to fuck him while he was with Mads. So like that is one small example that we're seeing in the immediate accusations that to me, it's like, there's more to this, you know? 100%, 100%. And I think that, you know, even just relating it back to my own life as uh, somebody who had a boyfriend in high school that we dated on and off for a few years and he would cheat on me and he would do stupid shit. And his friends backed him so hard and they would tell me, oh, he never did that. He would never do this. So of course- the friends are going to be like, no, my bros did not cheat on their girl. They're not, they're not going to get out there and be like, yeah, he cheated. So I think that he he can say he didn't see anything, but that doesn't mean they didn't do anything. Do do guys really tell their friends every single time they hit on a girl? No. Right. Right. Well, Julie, this is okay. We, we have a question for you. Julie and I both have this question because we, right before the episode, we were like trying to figure out, why is Nick Austin so involved? And there were two theories. One theory was that he made out with Mads, which she like denied. And the other one was like, no, he just knew about, you know, Chase and he kind of covered for him. And like, as far as I'm concerned, 
not that that's the right thing, but what do you expect? That's like guy code, girl code. Of course, Chase is his best friend. What did he think? He was going to go to Josh Churchers and be like, by the way, Chase is trying to fuck Nessa. You know? Right. It makes no sense. But also, it seems like there has to be a little something more than just like he didn't tell because then like, why are none of the other ones? Like, why isn't Rylan being brought into it? Why isn't Thomas being brought into it? Why aren't the Lopez brothers being brought into it? Right. I agree with you because my initial thought was the second theory that you had mentioned that he was just backing Lil Huddy um, and didn't actually do anything. But now that you bring up that the other boys aren't being brought into it, there must be more to the story. But I'm a little confused now that everyone's tweeting everything's all good and and. Uh, you know, Josh said, I'm not going to be making a video about the Hype House boys and this, that, the other thing, because now I'm getting the feeling that Lil Huddy actually does have dirt on them. And that's why they're all scared now. Well, that was there was a tweet that Lil Huddy's mom like that we read earlier in the episode that was basically saying like it was it was a fan's tweet. It was just like important because his mom liked it. But it basically said like, you know, it's presumably that there's so much dirt on them and that's the only reason everyone's backing down now and Lil Huddy didn't do anything and was just pushed to a point where he came out with all of this and the reason everyone else backed down is because he has more that he could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I 100%, that, 100% think that Lil Huddy did do something wrong though. Like yes. I think there's more to the story. When he said that they just kissed Emma, we talked about this. I think that he said kissed because they have a lot of young followers. And what is he going to write? I fucked Nessa. That would just be, if anybody wrote that, I'd be like, whoa. It's like a little little shocking to read. Um, He could have wrote hooked up. But the fact that everyone commented, you know, oh, kissed with uh, uppercase and lowercase letters. And then you had Bryce Hall on Instagram live talking about keeping your dick in your pants and that there's two layers that you need to take off to then to be able to take your dick out. So when they kept mentioning taking your dick out and penetrating someone, I'm like, they didn't just kiss. Right. Well, did you see though, literally like, what was this, Julie, like a half an hour ago, um, Nessa made a statement to people saying, yes, Chase kissed me and nothing else happened after that. So like, I guess this is their story and they're sticking to it, but the, the question is really like, if it was just a makeout, like let's just hypothetically go with that for a second. Would the reaction be this intense because no matter what, it would still be a betrayal? Or do you think that would be more easily forgiven and it had to be something else? Well, you go first, Ray, actually. I don't know. This is a tough one for me. And usually with these kind of situations, I try to think back to like my own life and relate it to everyday life, but it's not everyday life because they're fucking superstar kids with millions of dollars. So it's so different. Uh, But you can compare it to like the Hills or Laguna Beach when these kids were young and, you know, just hooking up with everybody and going around each, each other's backs. And even with, reality shows now watching Siesta Key or Vanderpump Rules or whatever it is. Everyone's hooking up with each other and everyone's cool with it. Um, I think in this instant, like if, if it was just a makeout, I think it still falls under the category of a betrayal considering Josh and Lil Huddy were friends. Nessa seemed to be friends with Charlie and Dixie. So And think about it, Dixie, I mean, Charlie is only 16 years old. So making out at 16 years old is a, is a pretty big deal. You know, people, people, people take makeouts a lot more seriously when you are that young. So I think that it could possibly be 
that kind of reaction. But considering so many people, including Bryce Hall, mentioned taking your dick out of your pants, I don't know how it could be just kissing. That's why I'm so confused. What do you guys think? I think that I totally agree with you about the 16 thing. First of all, like kissing is the big deal when you're 16. Like point blank. I think that if you're the sway boys and you kind of have an agenda against Lil Hadi and you're already mad at him, like there is a part of you that's going to blow it up out of portion. Or if you know Lil Hadi and know his tendencies, then maybe you just don't believe him regardless of what he says. I think there are two sides of why they're mad. Like, I think with Charlie, I think it makes it, first of all, I think that they were broken up at the time. That's kind of what it seems like. But also like Huddy came over to her house after. And I remember seeing, I, I wonder if this is when it was. I remember when she came back to LA and somebody like noticed him in the background and the reflection of the oven. I want, and like, that was like the only time that they saw him with her at her house. So I wonder if that was the same day. But I think if you're Charlie, like A, Yeah, making out when you're 16 is a big deal. It's like probably the biggest deal. And also to come over after and not explain to her anything, like that hurts. I think if you're the Sway Boys, it feels like kind of a betrayal, but also like you're going to back your quote boy up in any circumstance. So what does it really matter what actually happened? And then you could just like, you can kind of say whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it does seem weird if it was just a kiss and they're blowing it out of proportion. But at the same time, like if you want to really stick something to someone, then like, if you're older, you know that a kiss isn't going to be convincing enough to convince your audience to like turn against somebody, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And even just thinking about like, if my boyfriend now went and made out with another girl, I'd be fucking pissed. It would be the same reaction if he had sex with somebody. Like right. I would still be just as mad. Um, so it's kind of hard. And like you said, you know, were they dating? The The lines are kind of blurred on that. But I feel like they were talking because they started making TikToks together again. Why would he be going to her house if they didn't have some sort of relationship that was forming, even if it wasn't an official dating situation? Right. Totally. And like, what I, first of all, I agree with both of you 100%. But also like, what can't be ignored here, I think two things is, you know, first of all, going off of the whole still softest situation, like, Huddy and, and Josh had kind of just like buried that hatchet, you know, like that was over with and they were kind of on good terms and Josh was fresh off a breakup. I think it was probably, you know, listen, he's still, whether or not how serious his relationship with Nessa was, I think that he does have feelings for her, or had feelings for her. So there was that element, but what I don't feel like is being discussed enough and I want to make sure that it doesn't come across at all in like a slut shaming way because Nessa can do whatever the fuck she wants, totally. But on like a girl to girl level, like, Girl code is one thing, but also, and I think we were talking, me and you were talking about this last night, like solely for a career move. You don't want to fuck with Charlie. Like this is the the most followed person on TikTok. Her, she has a real audience that kind of just stands behind her and, and wants to kind of provide her with a sense of security. So like, don't fuck with her. Maybe another one. Okay. You want to hook up with Keo and fuck over Olivia Ponton? No one's going, you know, no one's fighting for her. But to me, it's just, I don't know. I just found it to be really just like a stupid move, if that makes sense, you know? But I think that's the point of being a teenager and having hormones is that like, you're not thinking through the stupid moves. Like normally when you're, I think they still haven't grasped the whole concept of the industry and of loyalty within the industry and what can happen in that case. I think they're just acting as teenagers. And when you're 16 and you kiss somebody that you're not supposed to, yeah, you know, there are going to be consequences. But I think that if you're still in the mindset of like, I'm 16, you're thinking about the consequences in terms of social consequences. You're not thinking about consequences in terms of career consequences. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has to be what has happened because if this happens in my life or your lives, whatever it is, we know that we want to have a good career. We want to strategize and we know that if we do something wrong, it's going to fuck up our career. They had this fame thrown onto them so fast with TikTok that I think that they think they're invincible, so to speak. But I agree with you 100%, Emma. Such a bad career move on Nessa's part to go against the girl who has the biggest following on TikTok and will probably have the biggest following on social in general when it comes down to it in a few months or even less than that. Because she has grown. I, I can't even tell you how fast. It's, it's the fastest growing social media I have ever seen on somebody's page by far is Charlie D'Amelio. So I don't understand why Nessa wouldn't want to have that friendship, especially when she's tweeting out days before, I love Dixie D'Amelio. If you love Dixie D'Amelio and you love the D'Amelios, then you're not going to try and hook up with their ex-boyfriends. Right. It just makes no sense to me. And Lil Huddy, the same thing for him, even though he has some TikTok fame and whatever it is, he doesn't have what Charlie has. And why would he want everyone to go against him all for a kiss with Nessa? And and like you said, you know, no slut shaming. They can do whatever they want. They can bang whoever they want. Hook up with whoever you want. Do your thing. But be smart about it. Don't just ruin friendships and relationships and actually ruin your spot in the industry all because of a little kiss. Right. Wait, Julie, can I go or do you have something pressing? No, go, go. Oh, oh, I just had a thought that I wanted to say. I like so fucking agree so hard. And and there's two like points to this. Because on the one hand, like we're all riled up about this now. It's like the biggest news ever. Realistically, in a couple of weeks, in a month, like Nessa's going to be fine. If she wants to have her singing career, you know, it's going to be totally fine. I don't think that that's like um, necessarily such a detriment. But I think that something that we haven't really talked about, and we didn't even talk about this in the other segment, and I think I forgot to say this, but like Nessa has been, has had some issues, right? Like she's definitely been, tried to be canceled multiple times. And I think that people just dislike her and she's done some disrespectful things totally. But something I've really noticed from her, one, because she said it, but also you can just get a sense in like the YouTube videos. Like she's making her YouTube video with Josh and they're sitting there. They're clearly really sad. And the first thing he says is like, how you're doing, like, what are you thinking about right now? And she's like, I'm just thinking if I look fat in the camera, like she has a lot of really deep insecurities. She was, for example, bullied really hard for the fact that she would always pout her lips. And she goes to LA and gets lip fillers, which by the way, nothing wrong with, but she said like, I was just so insecure. And she's someone who is like so deeply insecure with herself, even though she's such a beautiful girl. But as we all know, that doesn't matter in terms of the way you perceive yourself. And so like, I think that this sucks even more for her because that was definitely, in my view, it's just like my belief, I obviously don't know, but like, I think that was definitely a play when she was hooking up with him because in that moment, she had just been broken up with or they broke up. She wanted to feel wanted. So now the aftermath is probably even worse because I don't even think she did it because she wanted to. I think she did it because she wanted to feel like attractive in that moment. That's like totally my just guess, but you know? Yeah, Yeah, I get what you're saying totally. This is something that happens with a lot of reality stars too, I think. And it's something that is important to remember, especially since we both do a pop culture podcast and we do judge what other people are doing and we do it out of fun and we do it because we enjoy it. And it's a, it's a form of entertainment, 
But these are real life people. And just like me and you have insecurities, they do too, to a whole other level that, you know, we're never even going to know about. So I think that's a great point to bring up that some people act in ways due to their insecurities. For example, I can think of um, Victoria F from The Bachelor. And she would talk about how insecure she is, but then she would do things that were the total opposite of some body who was insecure, you know? And I remember talking about this on our show and I said, you know, even though somebody is doing acts that make them look like they're not insecure at all, that sometimes is to overcompensate for how insecure they really are right. on the inside. I've done, I'm, I'm guilty of that of myself, of just being extra loud and whatnot, because on the inside I'm nervous or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think what we've seen a lot of also is that people aren't, and rightfully so, people really aren't talking like from the point of view of Nessa doing something wrong. It's been very pointed at how to even like Charlie's things are like, I hope she was worth it. Like in the sense of like you screwed up, it doesn't matter who she is. It's just more about the action that you took. But what I think is interesting also is that I think like from the Sway House point of view, sometimes I like laugh at how serious we take this like in the moment. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? But I think from the Sway House point of view, like their whole thing was like, you know, Huddy broke bro code, whatever. But like, does Huddy owe anything to Josh Richards? Josh Richards literally made a diss track about how small Huddy's dick is. Does Huddy owe anything to him to not hook up with his ex-girlfriend? I don't know. It's it's hard because even though they're friends or not friends, they all kind of run in the same circles. And I think it's more out of respect to Charlie. I think that's mainly where my where my problem is with it is that it's just a respect thing for Charlie. Charlie knows Nessa. She's been around Nessa. Like I said, Nessa is tweeting about how much he loves Dixie. It's just there's so many other girls out there. Why Nessa? Not only so many out there, so many literally in the house. I mean, you have this house filled with, with people, you know, like it's just constant. And I just, I think I I agree with you. And that's what we were saying before. Like, I think that people's problem and, and Josh's problem, honestly, is influenced by the fact that they feel protective over Charlie. It just like stings a little more that it happened to happen to him. But like, realistically, if you're talking Bryce, if you're talking Griffin, yeah, they care about Josh, but realistically, I think their heart is like with Charlie and this like protective mindset over her, like kind of like an older brother. So I think that's where the anger is coming from, to be honest. I think so too. But I also think that in terms of like people and quote options to choose from, it seems like there's a lot more than there actually is. And I think like Josh's YouTube video today was kind of talking about like, how there are so few people in LA and so few people that you can actually consider to be friends and that you actually hang out with. And like, we all know that like LA seems a lot bigger than it is, but when you really get down to the friend groups, it's a very small circle and people kind of like, we see this in Hollywood all the time. Like people kind of switch between people in the same circle because they don't really expand beyond that because that's not what things are like in LA. Like in New York, it's so different. I feel like for us where it's like, it's less about groups and less about where you're stationed and less about who you are. But I think with these, they're going to keep running into this issue with Hype House and Sway and who their friends are because it's all of the same group. They're all hanging out with the same people. And then when one breaks up with the other, it's kind of like, well, technically they're not together, but like we're not seeing anybody else. So this is kind of like, it's kind of like having like camp goggles in a way where it's like, you know, this is kind of what we're stuck with and we're going to make do with that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like when, 
people start dating people they work with, like myself. It's like you're just <laughs> a, you're just around the same people, and then it just happens. Um, but did you guys see uh, the video of Charlie? She went out to dinner last night. She did a fa- she did an Instagram live. She had over two hundred thousand viewers. She didn't mention anything. She was just getting ready, looking like a queen. And then she went out to dinner, and Hollywood Life, that paparazzi guy who literally hounds everybody, got a hold of Charlie. And asked her about the situation and she was super mature about it. She was just like, you know, I'm not going to hold a grudge. Nessa did what she did. I did what I had to do. And that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing in those situations. You can hear in her voice just how genuinely sweet she is. No, that's, that's what, let me tell you something. She's a good dancer. Clearly she like leans into it, but there's a reason that she has gotten this far. I genuinely believe because she has like a pure soul. Like, I think she's just kind. And that's not me just like jumping on the bandwagon. I thought it the first time I saw her, she's just a sweetheart. And she was, I think raised right. And she cares. Like you can tell that she has this like empathy and compassion. And that's why that's what we were saying. Like when she came out against chase in those tweets, that's when, you know, shit was bad, which led me to believe there was potentially more or maybe even not. Cause she wouldn't say it unless she was really genuinely hurting. And even in her hurting, it wasn't accusatory. It was kind of just yeah, like, this is how I feel. you know? Right. And at the end of the day, there is always going to be more that we don't know. We don't even know the half of it. I'm sure, you know, they're only think about all of these people, all of these celebrities we follow we get such a tiny glimpse. I'm sure there's such like so many things that we wish we knew that they are all holding on to, but they got to protect themselves in some way. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. Totally. No, totally. I think, I think that the, I know we could talk about this for literally 18 years, but <laughs> <laughs> closing arguments, would you say a fair point? If you, had, if we had to sum up our, like, I feel like all three of us are on the same page that if we had to choose a number one stance that we're standing, it's like, we stand behind Charlie. We are fucking Charlie D'Amelio stands. And like, just don't come for her, you know? A hundred percent. Period. That's it. We are Charlie D'Amelio stands. She is a mature queen. And like we said, she just is so well-spoken. She has such a pure heart. You can tell that she is just a good person and people are going to want to attack her because they're jealous and she should just keep doing her thing and ignore the haters, in my opinion. Agreed. Totally fucking agree with you, Charlie. If you're listening, we love you. We support you. We are here for you. And if you ever want advice from older girls who haven't been through it, but are kind of in this world, we're here. We love you. Oh, and I fucking love you. I fucking love you guys. And I forgot to mention quickly, humble brag. I've met Charlie and I've done a TikTok with her. I've met the whole family, actually. Uh, Charlie, Dixie, Mark, and Heidi. And they are such nice people and great people and down to earth and humble. And I did not feel like, um, you know, I don't want to say intimidated or, or whatever, (laughs) maybe because I was intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) They, they were so sweet and they just acted like such normal people. And they did a TikTok with us and, and posted it and Charlie posted it on her page and she didn't have to do that. So just from that one little interaction that I've had with her, I just think that she's such a sweetheart. And I fucking love you guys so much. We and love you so much. Wait, wait, wait. I want you to plug, um, obviously you guys know Chicks in the Office podcast and um, the group chat on Snapchat, but plug your TikTok handle. I forget what oh, it is. Um, it's it's just Chicks in the Office. So 
I, <laughs> this has always been a thing with Fran and I that I have been way more into TikTok than she is. She is. And she's always said like, you know, if you have any ideas that you want me to be in, like I'll be in them, but I'm not going to come up with the TikToks on my own. So I've kind of taken control of the chicks in the <laughs> office TikTok, uh, just because we short story, but we, um, when it was musically, we had kind of a connection with musically. So they verified our account and then it became TikTok. And now every time somebody looks at our TikTok, they're like, why are you verified? But it was, because, it was because of musically. So shout out to the people at musically that helped us out. Cause now I got a badge on TikTok that I don't deserve. Uh, but check it out. Chicks in the office. I do some skits. I do some dances, try to change it up. Yeah, check her out and listen to their podcast. We love these women. We are so honored to be in the same industry and we love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you guys for having me. I love you guys. Bye guys. Let's talk about baby making for a second because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.